hey everybody welcome back to another episode of samp and chance here we are it's tuesday two three days removed now from crown jewel i am joined with my man mr chance michaels chance how are you buddy doing pretty good it's cold out there but not bad how about you yeah it's not bad i woke up to uh snow this morning uh on my car and oh, stuff. There's no, yeah there's nothing on the roads per se but just on the grass and uh and and on the cars a little bit, so kind of delayed me a little bit because I wasn't ready for that. And yeah. Anyways, oh, it's yeah. that time of the oh, year. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. We we had no snow out here. We got lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got a little bit up here. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure. It just it is what it was. But nothing downtown. Yeah. Just uh, just out here in the East Van. But I don't know. I'm not sure where else snow happened. That's I didn't. But to be fair, I didn't ask anyone either. I <laughs> just figured snow. <laughs> But uh, Crown Jewel, man. Uh, I'll... Yeah, there's no snow in the valley. No, none. Hey, you would think that'd be the place where all the snow would be. You'd think so. Right. But I guess you'll probably get your dump sooner than later. Probably, yeah. Fantastic. So Crown Jewel is in the bag. Um, I'm going to start with this right off the bat. Logan Paul impressed me. Um, oh, yeah. He impressed me. What impressed me the most was his ability to sell and to pick up on the crowd cues. Uh, is showing, I, I, you know, just being a wrestling fan, I, I think the one thing that I find most disparaging are when people come into the industry or, or into to a promotion and they don't take it seriously. You know, they think it's a joke. And, you know, like, I mean, we can look at Floyd Mayweather when he fought Big Show. Okay, that was a mismatch. That shouldn't have happened. That's a bad example. Uh Give me another example. When Snooki came in on the women's side, you know, she looked really horrible. Yeah. Um, outside of Bad Bunny, I don't think there's been anyone else outside of Logan Paul and Bad Bunny that have actually made me go, oh my, wow, these guys are, you know, really trying. And uh, Logan Paul, man, respect. I'm going to say it straight up, man. He's a, hell, and he's, and he's a hell of an athlete, too. He can, he can run around, he can fly around, he's got good moves. Like, he's a super good athlete. No, he's phenomenal. I, again, I take nothing away from the Paul brothers. I love what they're doing. I, I love the fact that they're bringing eyes to the sports that we both love. Um, mm. You know, but in the case of Jake, like I said, I think he would have a better career as a WWE superstar than a boxer. It seems like the way he, he looked so natural when he came out there. Oh, he might do that one. I don't, don't ever doubt it. You might see a Paul brothers tag up here. Don't You never know. Well, you know, that, that I think would be the next logical step, them against the Usos or something in a bloodline sort of a deal. Unfortunately, the man worked too hard. He tore his meniscus, MCL, and ACL. By all accounts, he should be out for the next five to seven months. Which too bad. Kinda, he put on a hell of a man, too. And, and, and you know what? Credit to Roman. Credit to Roman. He carried him really well as well. You know, and that's considering Roman Reigns is that kind of guy. You wouldn't expect him to be able to, you know, carry someone. And he carried him, man. He did, but the best moves of the, of the match were done by Logan Paul, I thought. He jumped no. off the top rope. You viral and all that stuff, right? Roman can't do that kind of stuff. No, Not that he needs to. No, no, but... no. But the acrobatics and everything else. Yeah. Top line. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. Taking nothing away from any of them. What I'm saying is... Roman was able to kind of, you know, you know, control yeah, the match. He was like a ring said, right? He was a ring yes. general and he did a great job at it. He was really, really good. And I was really impressed by him as well. I think what impressed me the most about this match, Chance, was very simply put, on paper, any way you kind of wanted to book it, it it, it would it should have been a squash. 
considering everything that Roman's gone through, considering the names that he's fought uh, during this reign, that includes John Cena. Um, yep. You would think this would be a squash, right? I mean, a man has the third match going in and he's fighting for the title. The way they booked it, the way it played out, it made you really believe, it made me really believe that, oh my God, this guy can actually win. No, I think, dude, to be honest with you, I think Logan Paul had one of the best performances of the whole night of anybody. Well, the way that... he wrestled, the way he's acrobatics, the way he moves, the way he sells, like he was a top two or three performer of the night. 100%. I no, I, I'm not right. going to disagree with you. I think, you know, by far, the night of the match of the night has to be either that or the last woman standing match, which was really good as well. Yeah. Uh, Bianca retaining that one. And it was kind of a unique, I mean, it's kind of silly looking how she got her down for the 10 count. Like, I think she could have slid out of under the ladder, but I mean, for, for the, for the purpose of whatever, um, you know, Bianca, now that's three on Bailey that she got. Finally, you bring up the women's matches. I see a lot of people writing online sort of saying they're all about women's movement and women's power, yet for the money, they're wearing the long sleeve shirts in another country, which are all against, you know, they want to be free. They want to do what they want. But yet for the dollar, they were wearing the long sleeves and the long pants. Well, I guess it's regional too, though, right? I mean, depending where you are. Like you go to Abu Dhabi, for example. Yeah. That, that same night, they had the boxing and they had, you know, UFCs held in Abu Dhabi as is the boxing. And uh, those girls aren't covered head to toe. So I think it's almost regional. They're in Riyadh, which is more Saudi Arabia. Abu yeah. Dhabi is its own entity. No, I get that. But what um, the people are like you guys are supposed to be a women power and women movement and pro women and here you are going to a country a regional part of the country that tells you, you need to wear long sleeves and you guys do it putting the women's movement back 20 years you know what i mean because some people saying i don't agree with that it's just like i always say this is prize fighting you go where the money goes they pay to do that that's what you do okay i hear that's what you're I saying see. i hear what you're saying but i'm going to argue that because this is what we do here at samp and Trent. It didn't, in my opinion, it didn't put the women's movement behind. In fact, it's just allowing women to perform in that country. Considering where Crown Jewels started in 2019 between Natalia and, um, and uh, what's her name? Um, the military girl. What, Lacey that, Evans. Lacey Evans. Oh, okay. They had the first match in, in Saudi Arabia as women competitors, right? So mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the internet community is saying that. Yeah, well, they're my, wrong. My, I don't think they're educated, what? man. Well, my 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 thing is this. Of course, you're going to wear what they're told. They're getting paid a lot of money. You're not going to yeah. say, no, I'm wearing a tank top. You won't be booked. So you do what you're told. I well, agree they, with the women. They, they'll get a lot of trouble there. Okay, for whatever reason, WWE signed a 10-year contract with one of the most stringent, stricted regions of the Middle well, East. Well, you'll be arrested. You'll be arrested. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why MVP no, saying, wasn't there. No, no, no. no they I'm would saying, have been arrested. I know, I know. I agree. But what I'm saying is they wouldn't have went there. If they would have said, hey, I'm wearing a tank top, they wouldn't even have made the flight. What I'm saying is I don't blame, I don't agree with the internet community. I don't blame the women for wearing that. They were told what to do. They did what they were told to do because they want the money. It's simple. This is prize fighting. They're not yeah, going to yeah. take a stand and go to no, jail. No, no, Look what happened to Brittany Griner in Russia. She's in jail because she brought weed there. Yeah, and it wasn't even real weed. It was just a cart half a half an empty yeah. cartridge. Anyways, that's not that. But what I'm saying is like, okay, here's two things. Sammy's not allowed in Saudi Arabia because of his Lebanese heritage or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. That's why he wasn't allowed. MVP didn't go because he was afraid of getting punished if he went there. He's a former Muslim who became an atheist. 
And apparently in Saudi Arabia, it's a huge crime to denounce Islam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So because of that, that's why MVP wasn't there. Smart. You don't want to go to jail in those countries like Russia no, and Saudi No, no. Like he, he would get off the plane. They would arrest him instantly. Right? Without yeah. any jurisdiction or anything. Just based on belief. Right? So, I mean, Saudi Arabia has a long way to go. Right? Um, I, I, I just hope that when it's all said and done that, you know, Triple H and the crew, Nick Khan and them, you know, move over to Abu Dhabi where they can have a little bit more freedom with, with, with their competitors and more people can come through and it can be a bit more enjoyable. You know, I, I, I think that's but with the money that they're paying them though, it's hard to do that. Right. You get yeah. to get paid. No, no, so no. I don't even know. Being I get it. I get lot. it. But they get paid the same amount, if not more in Abu Dhabi. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. They're, they're like, th those guys aren't short of cash on any region. Right. I no, mean, no, no. I get we're, it. We're There's not talking seven more years. Uh, four more years. Four more years. Yeah, yeah. I just find it funny that some of the women they're pro women, we're pro this, and they go and do that. So to me, it's kind of like, yeah. I think they're kind of funny. I think they're trying to respect what what the policies are in the region. No, they as are. Well, and, no, I get know, it. But I mean, but again, if you ever day, told them in America, you got to wear long sleeves, they'd be protesting uh, the arena, and they'd be, it'd be a big thing. But they go there and they do it because they're getting paid a lot. Well, people are going to protest everything. Like they put like, their beliefs aside for a stack of cash, basically what some people are saying on the internet. And you know what? Right? Probably they have, right? I mean, in a way oh, they yeah, did. Sure. Right? I don't blame them. No, it, I don't it makes sense. Them. It makes sense. Um, I don't blame them. But yeah, so the only problem I had with Crown Jewel were the first three matches, in my opinion. I mean, they just kind of ended in a way that you shouldn't have ended. Um, for example, Brock and, and Lashley. Now, Lashley looked like he found his inner Hulk Hogan in his tights. Yeah, I like his outfit. Right? Um, I, I think he's basically, you know, turned heel again, it seems like. Um, he's completely dominated that match. Completely dominated it. And to have Brock just kind of fall back on him while in the Hurt Lock to get the victory, it just it seemed anticlimactic. That was one. The other one was yeah, the Yeah, I was Right? The other one was the Braun Strowman against uh, Omos. Um, I was expecting more things from that in terms of offense from both sides. But again, it felt like a squash match with Braun getting one move in at the end to win it. You know, that, yeah. that was that was disheartening. Um, the cage match. You have a story built up where these two guys hate each other so much, you know. The only way to contain it and to ensure that someone wins this fairly without the outside interference of Scarlett you know, you figured these guys would beat the tar out of each other, but it seemed like all they wanted to do was get out of the cage. Right? Yeah, so, it was interesting. So, yeah, so that match kind of let me down a little, little bit as well. Uh, the women's tag team match, it was great. It was fun to watch, but the outcome wasn't what it should have been. It just feels like, why did you put the straps on these guys just to take it off them? It's almost like they gave them the title so they could have a match set up for them in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and you know, lose it. And to lose it, and, and and with outside interference from Nikki Cross, who no one saw all week, there's still no real explanation until this Monday. This Monday, Raw, we finally started to get pieces together on what's going on with her. To be fair, I like her psychotic character. I don't mind it. I think it was good. I think it's good. Something uh, yeah. different. No. Uh, Brawling Brutes against uh, the Usos. Standard match. I thought it was fun. It, they worked well together. Yeah. No problem there. Usos came out on top, so Bloodline is completely intact. Uh, last women's standing match, those girls put on a show, man. I'll say it. They worked really well together. It was a lot of fun to watch. That was good. 
uh you know some of those spots you know some of the men like i looked at some of that stuff and go oh shit even the guys won't do that stuff uh but they but they were able to do things that they guys couldn't do for example that one spot where bailey threw her in one of those fucking uh trunks yeah (laughs) and the referee's counting you know just kind of like jack and the bombs pop out so i mean from that perspective it was kind of innovative it was kind of original in some ways it was kind of cool uh they went hard with those kendo sticks hey they did there's that one spot I really enjoyed. The next yeah, the one thing I enjoyed as well is where Bianca, or sorry, Bailey got Bianca in between the steps somehow and got her underneath the stairs. And, yeah. you know, that was fun. So all in all, like I said, I, I would say the last two matches delivered 100%. I think every other match delivered, but could have delivered better. So for that, I'd give it a they 6 out of 10. Some of the matches seem right. Yeah, they seem like they're rushing it. The Les- well, Lesnar match, the Omos match, it was a little rushed. Well, I, I mean, how many matches do you have? Five, five, six matches, right? Three hours uh, and 40 minutes that pay-per-view went. What, oh, four hours? Almost, yeah. yeah three pretty... hours and 40 minutes, man. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess I Bray Hyatt is... Money's worth. Whatever the case may be, man. I mean, I thought those Jones were really cool, too. Yeah. I, 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 the technology is amazing now, right? I mean, shit, to get 2,000 drones oh, to do all better. that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's Crown Jewel. And uh, let's get into Raw. What did you did you watch Raw? What did you think? I did watch Raw. Yeah, I watched it this morning. Yeah. It was so, decent. I'm like, yeah, no, it was a good start. Good kickoff, right. good kickoff to the uh, Survivor Series, which is the next premium event coming November 26th, I believe it is. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Come on, quick. Yeah, three weeks away, man. So they got, you know, their work cut out for them to get these um, war game matches. Uh, it's going to be a war game Survivor Series, Chance. Yeah, like that's something different. But it's been, been a while. I mean, war games is predominantly being a WCW thing and more recently done on NXT a lot more. So it's kind of cool to see it come up to the main roster. And, you know, uh, as, as the night goes on here, you know, the show is starting to yeah. build itself up. So the Usos come out with Sequoia. Uh, no Sammy. Still no Sammy. Um, they come out, they start talking about their tag team match with the New Day coming up on Friday night SmackDown. This is more than just a title match. This is if the Usos win, they will also take the um, record for consecutive days as champion, as tag team champions. Currently, oh, I hope they look. I'm so tired of these well, guys. Hope currently, cur- currently owned by the New Day, though. Remember, New Day held that thing for almost 400 days themselves, right? Yeah. So you know, it's kind of a, a cool little match there, and the way they built it up was kind of cool. The New Day came out; they go back and forth, and uh, you know, they're complimenting each other. They they recognize each other. Uh, they've had some great matches. That Hell in the Cell is still stands out as one of the best matches these four guys have put on together. Um, yeah, that was really good. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. I don't know what show it was off of, but all you got to do is Google Hell in the Cell Usos versus New Day. That was a It'll good match. Up. Yeah. Um, Matt Riddle comes out because he's a man with no program right now. So with Randy Orton, he should have been back by now, but his back is really bad, worse than they all thought. So they really didn't have anything written for Riddle because, I mean, the plan was for Orton to come back and turn on Riddle and have that built-in feud go right off the bat there. But I guess Riddle's just trying to find his spot now. So it turns out to become a six-man tag match. And uh, basically, 
they take they basically took the first 45 minutes of the show. I know <laughs> with the promo. That's what happens when you get a three hour event, right? You gotta fill it up somehow. Yeah, you know, I think Raw would be better as a two hour show, man. I really do. I mean, SmackDown pulls it off perfectly. There's an in the rosters are the same size. I think the thing is though, there's too much money in advertising that it'll lose that to cut it down. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Okay, so Sequoia wins this match by defeating Riddle, which makes sense because it keeps the two tag teams hot. And, you know, it was a good match overall, though. I, I don't have any problem with the match. Yeah, it wasn't uh, bad. You know, it was fun. It was it was what it was. Uh, JBL comes out. He starts mocking Pennsylvania for losing the World Series. Does his whole little stick. Out comes Baron Corbin against Cedric Alexander. Basically a squash match to make him look strong. So that's basically it there. Elias versus Otis. Uh, this is kind of going on their feud back and forth here. So Riddle should have been more involved in this. If you yeah. ask me, he kind of yeah. left He kind of left Elias high and dry, right? I mean, he'd been feuding with uh, the Alpha Academy with Elias. Yeah. Tonight it was a one-on-one match. And uh, you know what? A rare victory for Otis. I'm glad he got it. That was, wasn't a bad match either. Those guys both are good characters. I enjoyed it. No, they, they had a fun time. All right. Austin Theory versus Shelton Benjamin. So Theory has a big night here. He gets the victory over Shelton Benjamin, which is fine. Everything is beautiful. Um, I'll leave it at that. But what do you make of Theory, man? It's not Triple H's boy. I've been saying that for the last couple months. You can just see it slowly. He's got the money in the bank thing, but I don't think he's ever going to cash it in and win anything with it. The fact that he cashed it in, we'll talk about that as we get there, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the Miz is here, and he's talking, you know, with Johnny Gargano. They're going back and forth. It's a weird story, this one, man. So, yeah, so I don't so, know what. So basically, Miz has staged this whole thing. He's paying Dexter Loomis to, to, to kind of come yeah. out to scare him and to build, you know, to to get some clout or whatever the case may be. Turns out the Miz doesn't pay the guy, so that's why Dexter's after him now. Uh, Johnny Gargano says that he hired a private investigator with the camera and gets all the dirt out of Miz where he admits everything. And uh, yeah, that's basically what goes on. Yeah, I don't know here. what's going on with this. I don't know who's writing this story, but it's maybe it'll be a good payoff. Who knows? But yeah, I don't get it. Well, Johnny against the Miz, man. That was the match that was coming up. Gargano, Gargano beats the Miz, man. He hits him with a move off the turnbuckle and gets a pin. And that's basically that. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, man. It's kind of a weird storyline. I, I, I don't thought understand it... Johnny Gargano. I've never understood the guy. I've never been a huge fan of him. I just Fair don't enough. know why he's on Raw. I was Raw. Yeah. He ain't a bad worker, but to me, he's like ROH NXT kind of guy. How I see yeah. him. Yeah. Dana Brooke yeah. against Nikki Cross for the 24-7 title. And I believe this is the day that the 24-7 title has died. Nikki, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'll explain why. So basically, um, damage control is kind of egging her on. So damage control plus Nikki Cross against Bianca and Oscar and uh, Alexa. That's basically what you have built right now for the women's uh, war games match, right? They recruited Nikki yeah. Cross because she's a psycho woman. And uh, she comes out and she basically beats the living shit out of Dana Brooke. Like, where was this Nikki Cross for a long time, right? 
she wins. She doesn't even care about the belt, man. She walks away. Bailey puts it on her shoulder. They do a backstage segment where Nikki just throws it in the garbage can. She doesn't even care about the title. Yeah, I think that's at the end of the 24. I didn't mind the 24 7, but it was a little bit entertaining. Some silly stuff backstage with R Truth and all that stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I know. R Truth, R Truth made it fun, man. And now here's the funny thing about R Truth. He is injured now. He is broken. Uh, he oh, tore what something. What is he, 50s? He's 50 years old, bro. He's 50 years old. He Last week on NXT, he fought Grayson, uh, one of the upcoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had a match there. Now, here's the deal. If you guys can, go check out the spot where he jumps over the top rope. The guy failed him miserably, man. That guy should Actually, no, I've seen that highlight, actually. Yeah, that I dude That dude was horrible. Instead of catching his, Grayson Lawler or Grayson something. Okay, that was anyway, Anyways, the way, if you look at that, that is entirely his fault. He was in yep. the wrong spot. He didn't catch him, and he let him hit hard. I don't even know why they're having even having our truth on NXT. Keep him on the main roster. I know yeah. it helps the young guys and stuff, but like yeah, he's fifty yeah. years old, guys. He could be their dad. Thirty no, years older than these. No, hundred percent. You know, Make like no I've, it was um, what was his name's kid? Um, Jimmy Superfly Snuka's kid. Oh, it was his kid that did it? No, 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 no. His kid was a cameraman, a pretend cameraman, or whatever the case may be. And uh, his job was to catch the Undertaker, you know, to, to kind of cushion his fall. He failed. Yeah. That dude got fired the next day. Yeah. So I don't know if there's I mean, any repercussions. I know Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler, but if I if I could say one thing to Shawn Michaels, <laughs> dude, what are you thinking? Putting a guy who's almost a, you're only a few years older than on NXT. Our truth is 50. These guys are in their 20s. There's no need for him there. Unless you can do a comedy spot in the ring. He doesn't need to wrestle on NXT. Save for the guy's body. He's 50. I'll say that to Shawn Michaels. If I could ask him a question, I don't get why he would do that. Well, I mean, he's our truth. He's been around forever, man. I know, but why 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 downgrade him NXT? Right? Like, come on. You know, I guess to help the help the talent, you know, work with them and whatnot. I, I'm only I'm but, not I'm just saying this is no, no, I think, yeah. right? Let somebody else do it. Not no, him. He's fair too enough. Old. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm kind of curious now to see if there's any repercussion for this young man because I mean that that was a botch move, man. Like that oh, that's, that's that's the first thing they teach you. How to fall and yeah. how to catch someone. How to protect yeah. your how to protect your coworker. Yeah. Right? And that completely failed. All right. Something I forgot to talk about. So, the judgment day comes out. Oh, sorry, Seth comes mm-hmm. out. And he says he's doing an open challenge. This dude's turning face. It feels like it. More and more and more. I see him. He's becoming the face that runs the place. Um, out comes the Judgment Day to, to to take on the challenge. That would be Finn Balor from the Judgment Day. And um, no sooner are they about to start, the OC comes out. So Seth, I love how he does this. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go. He just leaves. <laughs> so you got the new day, or sorry, you got uh, Judgment Day, and you got um, and you and you got OC kind of standing face to face, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. here she comes, Mia Kim, she's back, she's looking good. This is Keith, uh, yep. Keith Lee's wife. Um, she she did oh, a run it? on yeah yeah that. yeah she's Keith Lee's wife, and uh, she did a run on Impact where she was the women's champion there for a while. So okay. yeah, she's been staying busy working and honing her skills. So good for her. She came yep. back and it was fine. I'll be honest, man. 
they the story was so good that I was happy to see her because finally they're able to even up the odds, man. She took out Rhea Ripley. Yeah, we knew a girl was coming matter who. Well, it was a matter of time. I didn't know who it could be, but Mia Kim fits the bill perfectly. She's that rough and tumble yep. type of girl, you know, based on her character before. She used to be a part of that uh, faction. Um, what were they? They all wore the masks and everything. Recon Re Reconciliation or something. I can't remember what they were called. Remember, they all came out and Mustafa Ali was the leader for a little while and that's where they had... Um, was it Reconciliation or... Something. Yeah. Re retribution. Retribution, yeah. I know who Retribution. You mean, yeah. yeah, she was a part of that, right? And then... Um, but yeah, it's good to see her back. So anyways, that's why Seth didn't have the match the first time. So now here we are. We're at the last half hour of Raw. Seth comes out and he says, you know, I challenge anybody. Mustafa Ali comes up on the screen, but then Bobby Lashley came, beat the shit out of him, threw him away, said, I'm going to fight you. So before the match even starts, he starts beating the tar out of Seth Rollins. The bell hasn't even rung yet. Just destroyed yeah. him to the point where they had to bring in the referees and whatnot. And uh, separate them and send them to the back. Cue Austin Theory, who's ready to cash in, not on a heavyweight title, but a secondary title. Um, It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But you know what? This could be a blessing in disguise. Get that thing off of him. Now he's in a feud with Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. You know, let, let's let's build the kid up again. You know, I don't think I don't think they're throwing him away, but I think this that briefcase. Was just holding them down, in my opinion. There was no way he was going to cash that in. Well, it could have brought him up. It depends who's booking it. I think if Vinny's booking, he to cash that in and win something. But like I said, I think Triple H mm -hmm. sees them differently than Vince sees them, right? Uh, word backstage. Not everybody what sees I've the same. Seen, yeah, well, what, what I've heard and what I've read from backstage notes and whatnot is that basically that you know it's it's a blessing, and they're, they they do have plans for him and they're going to do things with him. I mean, right now he's got he's in a built-in feud with these two guys, right? Yeah, no, it's good, but they gotta give the they gotta give the the, the torch to one of these young guys, right? They got all the old guys, you know, old, old, older guys, late thirty guys. Let the guys, some of the guys in the twenties, have a chance. If they if they fall, then you knock them back down. You let them run with it, or else like AEW, you got fifty-year-old Jericho and forty. Like, did you see the AEW ROH thing? You got Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Isn't ROH supposed to be young guys up and comers? You got a guy in his early fifties and a guy in his mid forties having a match at ROH with no booking and story. It just seems ridiculous to me. I couldn't believe I've seen that. Do you watch AEW? I I you watch YouTube highlights. I don't watch the whole show. So there are stories built into that match. Yeah, but like ROH is supposed to be indie. It's supposed to be, and you got two old timers. Like Jericho's an old man. He's in his early fifties. Like he's, oh. he can still work all right, but he's an old guy. Let the young guys have it. I thought AEW was supposed to be hip and cool and, and about young guys. They're all old men in there. 40s and 15-year-old guys are their top guys. Like, they're scrambling. That's what right WCW now, did, right? They're scrambling. So I don't they're, get they're scrambling, right? So they're, they're grasping at any straw to keep their name alive. They realize the four or five names that they have that will carry them further are all in their 40s now, if not older. Yeah, but they, right? no, so, I agree. But they got to start building some, somebody, a new guy. Well, they've hoped, I don't know who it is, but something's got to happen here. MJF, man. He's the future of that company if they do it right. One guy. Who else have they got? They don't have much for young guys. Yeah, well, they're going to keep building, right? I mean, it's, it's a work in progress. Let's see what they but do. It's been three years now? Uh, two years now. Two years? This is, this is their third year. 
something's got to give here. Three years ago, one Eventually, guy. I mean, something's got to give in all fronts, right? I mean, Roman can't do this forever either. So yeah, but at least Roman's mid thirties. Like Jericho's in his early fifties. He's an old timer. He needs to let the like. I'm not saying he shouldn't wrestle and have some matches, but he shouldn't be your number one guy in his early fifties. Here's no what I here's what I implore you to do, my brother. Try watching AEW for a few weeks. I've tried, dude. It, it to me, it just seems like an, an indie show. I know, show I know, I I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is. What you're saying, I'm not disagreeing with you, mm-hmm. but I feel like you need to watch it a little bit to understand what they're trying to do. Without I, I, I've watched it a little bit, but it's hard to watch it all. It's it's just not that good. And it's okay. Some of it's okay. I'll give them one thing, and I've always said it. They got way better commenting in WWE. That Wade Barrett, I'm sorry, that voice sounds terrible. I, I can't I can't enjoy listening to that guy. His See. some of his comments are funny, but that voice, he does not have a voice for commentating. I don't like it. I don't think he'll last that long. Well, we'll see, Not man. I mean, Wade, but it's like Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. That is horrible, dude. When, when I think of good commentators, I'll give you an example. When you think of like Vin Scully or Bob Cole, even if the Dodgers are playing the Cincinnati Reds, I'm not a fan of either team, but I'll watch it just to hear Bob Cole's voice or just to hear Vin Scully's voice. Or I'll, I'll watch the Leafs play the Sanders to hear Bob Cole's voice. But when you're going to watch a match as average, you hear Michael Cole and Wade Barrett talk, it's like it just, it just turns you off, at least me. There's no good commentators anymore in wrestling. If they are, they're the old, old guys like JR, Shivani. There's no like great voices anymore, especially the young guys. Well, I mean, again, I don't, I don't a, get it. What's happened evolu- to the, the artist storytelling is dying off in wrestling with the commentating, at least. Like Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon, they, they, they bring you in, they draw you in, they make you hate this guy or love this guy. These guys now are just talking out there, you know what? Well, I mean, the project is very different from when Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse were doing it. They were, they were more. You know, character but even, story. But hold, even on, Bobby hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Late nineties. All, all I'm saying. Long. No, it wasn't. But I mean, even up until the late, yeah, but in late nineties, he was doing WCW, right? I mean, nothing great about yeah, anything he, had, he was had, calling there. Yeah, but he had a good, he had a good character. He hated this guy. And he made him about Wade Barrett and and even Pat McAfee. Like I, I just don't understand. They just it sounds like they just talk and hear themselves talk. It seems sometimes, and I just. I've never been impressed with WWE's commentating for all since JR and King have gone. Just I don't mean, enjoy it. At the end of the day, guys have to move on and the next generation has to come in. Right? I get and it. I, no, I I'm get sure it. I'm sure that when Jim Ross started commentating, everyone who thought that Gordon Soli was the best commentator of all time. And you know what? In a lot, if you look at the the the, the Mount Rushmore of commentators, Gordon Soli is the first guy there, man. Like Gordon yep. Soli was what amazing. I'm saying is at least no, no, you no, knew. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me Ross finish. You keep cutting me, bro. You keep, voice, hold on, though. hold on. You keep cutting me off. Let me finish. All I'm trying to say is that every generation has to start again, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. up at, at the end, Bob Cole was shit. I don't care what anybody says. He couldn't remember the names of the guys on the ice, and that's a fact. You look back at the old, the the last. He had the voice though. No, no, I get it, but eventually it has to move on, man. And if you're going to be stuck in the past, then you're never going to... Hold on, bro. All I'm saying is if you can't embrace what the future is going to bring, I'm not saying you're wrong, okay? I'm not saying that these guys are the best guys. Yeah, they still got to find something, but you know what? That's what they have right now because that's all they have available to them, right? I mean... I get it, but if you keep going, Michael Cole's been around for 25 years. He's not a fan favorite. He doesn't have a great voice. His play-by-play is average at best. He's not even a top 10 of all time. He's been around for 25 years now. They got to move on from Michael Cole. I get it. He's a good guy. So who do you bring gets in? Along. Okay, but you, you're ready to erase him. Then who do you bring in? I don't know. I, w- I would... You, I would you got to have someone... And- 
Right. But well, I'm I mean, not in WWE. I don't get to hear the auditions, but I would start auditioning people and get them move them along. And they're constantly auditioning hear, people. They're hear constantly, the new voices coming up. Right. And they're bringing in all the new voices. They keep trying, right? I mean, yeah, that's. But they, they haven't they gotta eventually find somebody that's like, has that. that yeah. in fact, okay. So, so, so all right. So if AEW didn't scoop up Jim Ross, right? And, and Shivani. Well, Shivani's not even that great. I don't think Shivani's that He's great. still better than Michael Cole. I disagree. I think Michael Cole's better. I think him than Tony Schiavone, right? Schiavone couldn't even fucking lace up the boots in WWF when he came here. He lasted a year, then he ran back. Yeah, but he still had a good run in WCW, though. Top show for a while. Well, I mean, WCW didn't have any fucking, you know, basis to anything, though, right? Think about it. Every commentator that WCW ever had, they took from WWE. They didn't even create yeah, their own well, commentators. Saying, outside, outside of Tony Schiavone. They created them, but they were good, though. But because they were old WWE I don't care guys. if WWE, I don't care if WWE brought in John Madden or something. Whoever, I don't know he's dead, but I'm just saying, like, I don't care who you bring in, but you got to have somebody with that it factor, has that voice that booms through your speakers when you're a kid. Oh, my God, I got to listen to this guy talk. You listen to Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, it's just like, it's horrible. So what do you think you of Corey have Graves? Hmm? What, are you, what are your thoughts on Corey Graves then? He's okay. He's fucking special. Uh, like, like I said, he doesn't have that special voice like, like a Jim Ross or a Pat Summerall or a Dave Meehouse has, you know, just the just a regular punk rocker looking guy, right? He's okay. But Brother, sometimes I think I don't know, man. You know what? I mean, it just I hear what you're I saying. like the new guys. I want young guys. I want guys like Austin to come up. But I'm saying I'm talking commentating, and right now WD's commentating is I don't I think it's horrible to be honest. I've always said that though. Well, then brother, just watch your show with no volume. <laughs> hey, man, I, wait, I, guys, I don't know. I, I don't know what else know, to say to you. I have no problem with Wade Barrett. I think I enjoy it, but then again, I watch a lot of. I grew up watching a lot of British television. Oh, and, and I love a lot of British. Com- he's entertaining, but I just think Wade Barrett's bad at what he does. It's just my I take. I, right? I, I think you got to give him a chance. Try him again, but hey, that's up to you, brother man. That's your opinion. I love it. Yeah. Um, but so that's basically it. Uh, that was raw. You know, um, that that was the show there. Um. Last week, a uh, good friend of our, a good friend of the show, Vance Nevada, um, broke down the fourth wall. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, or should we leave it alone? Yeah, bring to it. All right. So, good friend of the show, Scotty Mack. Uh, people are trying to cancel him again, uh, but this time, I think people have had enough of this. Um, we have called out the people that are are saying these things about Scotty. So, just to give you a bit of a. Uh, a reference point here people there's a certain group of individuals out there that are smearing his name they're calling him a racist they're calling him uh anti what is it lgbt anti-blm anti-trans anti-trans anti this anti that anti 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 yeah anti-vaxxer anti this blah 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 I'll tell you what, man, I have known Scotty Mack for 25 years and I have never, and I'm brown. So if anyone's colorblind watching this, no, I'm ethnic. I'm South Asian. Okay. He's, he's a white guy and I've hung out with him. I've broken bread with him. I have basically, fuck, what can I tell you, man, man, the guy's not racist. He is not racist at all. If he was racist... What, what I see in all this thing is... 
Well, the thing is, these guys are th- these guys are throwing out the word racism and you're racist. These are the guys that are probably more racist than Scotty. They can't debate him. They can't question what he's saying. So you're racist. That's how they control the narrative. That's how they attack his character. That's how they turn him down. So when I seen VIPW, uh, I seen some posts on there. I was the first guy to get in there and start saying, hey, this is crap. Kind of started snowballing from there. Well, uh, one of the referees sent me the screenshot and he said, you got to say something because he was too scared. So I started it. And then, you know, other people started coming in there. But these guys that are calling him all these anti-things, they won't debate him. They won't say what he did. They have no screenshots, no text messages, no voice recording saying anything racist or bigoted or anything. They're just saying that to control the narrative and shut them up and bat them. And they're wow. hiding out. I wish I'd come on the show and show the evidence and, and prove us wrong. Well, I tell Both you what, I left a comment as well, not under the Sample yeah, Chance banner. I did it my own individual one, and I called them out right there. I said to them, hey, you know, I know you guys are reading this, yeah, and I'm pretty you sure you guys are going to listen to this too. Hopefully, if you are listening, please <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, I, I've reached out to them on different social media platforms, DMs, whatever the case may be. Give it to my phone no, number. These guys have not responded. They've gone completely dark since I left that comment. And then that was followed up by Vance giving that riveting Great video. video. Just breaking it down. And uh, But I feel that, and I know Vance will never admit it, but I, I don't care what he says. I'll tell this to him. With me and you and the referee that were saying what we're saying on that message board, Vance was reading that. I always say on the show, most independent wrestlers, they read all the comments. They don't like it. They don't heart it because they're too cool to do that. Vance was reading that stuff. He's seen me and you and the referee and a couple other guys, random fans, starts Getting some momentum gave him a little more courage, I feel, to make that video and stand up when he seen it was a bit of a movement coming. Not saying he's bandwagon jumping, but we kickstarted it in advance, put the explanation point on it because he's got more weight than we got. Perhaps, perhaps that's the case. I haven't talked to Vance. I don't know, but hey, man. I haven't talked to you. I'm just telling you what I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. So to anyone out there who's hating on Scotty Mac, please uh, get your facts straight. Please, that's all I'm asking. Fact check. All of it, because most of it is BS, bullshit, lies. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he he is none of those things. Is he opinionated? Does he have his opinions? Does he have his views? Yes, we all yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, basically they're saying Scotty Max's views aren't allowed, but their views are allowed. If they don't like, if he doesn't like Scotty's views, and the it's about five guys, and he shouldn't be able to wrestle. One of the best things Vance said on that video is where are the other owners? Where's their accountability? Why is it only Scotty? They went they on something, something new. new. Yeah, that was pretty That cool. was brilliant. Brilliant and, wording. Yeah, no, 100%. So shout out to Scotty Mac. Uh, we stand beside you, brother. And, uh, you know, let, let, let the naysayers be naysayers. And, and I hate and... to say this because, you know, uh, one of my good friends is good friends of the owner of VIPW. I have to say it. I think that was uh, gutless of VIPW to even write that they're considering it, they're doing an investigation and all this stuff. Just have a backbone. You know it's not true. We're booking Scotty. Who cares what five or six guys say on the lower mainland? You know it's not true. They have no evidence. Book them and, and stop and stop counseling the matches and show some show some guts. Well, I mean, this is over two years old. So why rehash it? Yeah. Right? Well, like, I don't why, know why. why bring it because up? what happened is... Because some clown well, on Vancouver, no, no, so, no, yeah, they posted the card, right? And some idiot person, one of their followers, decided to be all high and mighty. And I checked out them, this, yeah. and I checked out this idiot's uh, Facebook page, 
he's all about oh if you're not going to get your vaccine delete me as your yeah, friend blah 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 yeah. so to that guy fuck you seriously <laughs> <laughs> straight up well yeah. whatever that guy's name is fuck you i thought i thought i won't name the names of the fpw owners but i thought the vipw owner should have said you know what we respect your opinion i won't mention that guy's name scotty's being booked against eddie osborne that's final if you don't want to come to the show that's final but they were threatening to message the venue and sponsors and stuff so the vipw as i always say it's all about this they got scared they started doing all this stuff i think it's completely gutless of vipw cowardly i can't agree with you more on that one my friend no, I don't like uh, it. Well, you know what? They lost on on perhaps one of the greatest that he would have made their show. Yep. Right. He would have made their show, so they're missing out. And All Star, I gotta give All Star nothing but props. They're booking them. They're moving along. They're not even entertaining this nonsense. You're not gonna like everybody you work with. You're not gonna like everybody you wrestle with. People at work, I don't like, or they don't like me. It doesn't any job. But you know, so I'll credit All Star for just booking them and letting and ignoring all the crap. No, 100%. All right, Chance, I tell you what, man, uh, I think that's enough of the soapbox there. We've said what we had to say. I just want to say last thing, hopefully that those guys come on the show and and prove us wrong and and put all the receipts. And I tell you what, man, I tell you what, I hope they do too, but I I really believe they have no balls. They literally (laughs) have no, they, they have no genitalia whatsoever. Where their genitalia should have been is just an empty space. They look like a bunch of Ken dolls. Yeah. Right, they're gutless. They're, come on, so- they're gutless. They have no class, and yeah. quite frankly, you know, until they entertain us. And like, hey guys, if you are listening to this, please understand. Yeah, I just called you dickless, and I called you all those names. But you know what? <laughs> we we'd be willing to hear what you have to say. That's all Absolutely. we want. We yeah. just want to see some proof. And if you show us something that shows. That Scotty's a you know anti-black lives matter or or anti-transsexual, then I could say, oh shit, okay, maybe there is something here. But until that point, for two years, you motherfuckers have said nothing except nonsense and innuendo without any substance whatsoever. Like you said, I've you've known him a bit longer than me. I've known him since 2005. I spent many, many, many hours in that garage rest, watching wrestling with them watching all kinds of stupid shows that he likes and uh, I've never heard him say anything. Okay, if he was racist, if he's racist, why would he let a brown guy like me have the opportunity to work shows? Yeah. Why would he bring a Zeme in Chilltown and all these things that he's done? Regardless of that, I'm just looking at myself, right? I mean, I, I, you know, all I'm saying is based on the relationship I've had with him and the opportunities that he's forwarded me. Yeah, I didn't get paid for any of those things, but it's not about the getting paid. It's being able to experience the the the, the business. And I shouldn't and he, say this, but let's not forget his roommate of the last twenty years is gay. And if Scotty was any anti-homophobic and all this stuff, he wouldn't have the same roommate of twenty years who's gay. Come on, no, people. not at all. Use so, your heads. Yeah, you know, absolutely. All right, Chance. Um, top five. Anything? Yeah, I got top five. What are your top five favorite wrestling books that you've read? All time. Top five wrestling books I've ever read. Uh, well, I'll have to say Have a Nice Day by Mick Foley, only because that was the first I one I ever got. Uh, yeah. The first Jericho book was really good. Um, what else did I have? Uh, Shawn Michaels' autobiography was really good. Awesome. Um, yeah, I read it. What is it? 
Uncontrolled Chaos is being really yeah. good. That's four. Number two selling wrestling book in, in uh, North America right now. So good for him. Yeah, it's doing great, man. Good for him. Good. Congratulations, Mr. Goodness. Um, I think that's it. I don't have a number five, though. You only read four? Um, that's all I can think of right now. Oh, the DX one, I guess, was good. I didn't read that one. I read the Ric Flair one. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart was really good. Yeah, I haven't read that one. That was really, I got to lend it to you. Um, obviously, Mick Foley stood out. Yeah. Um, what's another one that I read? I'm trying to think of my wrestling books. Those are the main ones that stand out. Exactly, um, right? I'm sure there's been other ones as well. But um, Hulk Hogan one's good, too. I never the Hulk Hogan it's a good one. Talks about his kid costing all that money in the car crash and stuff, and his wife, his relationship with Macho Man, how paranoid he was. It's a good one. I'll lend it to oh, you. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll check it out. Uh, what's it called? Brother? I don't know, it just has Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it just has him on the bandana. I'll lend it to you. It's really good. It's an easy read. It's a shorter read, not as long as McFoley's, but it's really good. Awesome, awesome. All right, Chance, yeah. I tell you what, man, it's that time of the day. I think we've said enough, and uh, now we'll know if people are actually listening because we said some pretty hardcore shit here today. At least I did. Um, yeah. But, but to that fan on Vancouver Island again, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> one last time. And um, I, I hope we're never friends because I don't like you. So I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, on that note, Chance Michaels, thank you so much, brother, for taking out the time and joining here today. Uh, another great episode in the books, I believe. So that being said, I am Bobby Sampson. Absolutely. Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the infamous words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everyone, have a great rest of your week. We'll be back Thursday to talk boxing. Take care. Bye-bye.